0: Let's go. Welcome in to an emergency podcast edition of the PHNX T-backs podcast brought to you by the fine folks of the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the MLB Hot Stove. I am your head chef, occasionally known as Derek Montia. This is my sous chef, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, Dalton Varshow and all of his tools are off to Toronto in exchange for what many people are calling an absolute fleecing in what the D backs are getting in return. And it's obviously one of the things we're very excited about. It is a name we've talked about in catcher Gabriel Moreno.
1: What a day. What a day. Uh, Of course, this inevitably happened after we recorded our audio podcast (laughs) earlier today. It Uh, it was only a matter of time before something like this went down. But this is a move. So if you go back and listen to some of our past shows, we didn't talk about this swap in particular. We actually talked about an Alec Thomas for Gabby Moreno swap, um, which of course wound up ultimately not working out, um, which we didn't necessarily expect it it would happen anyway. But This is a deal. I guess what I'm saying is this is a deal. The structure of this deal where the Blue Jays give up one of their catchers and the Diamondbacks give up one of their outfielders. It's a structure that has made sense on paper for a long time, right? Uh, The Blue Jays have way too many catchers. The D-backs have way too many outfielders this is a move that makes a lot of sense for both sides where each team is trading out of a surplus and they're giving up a really, really good player right in the, in the case of the blue Jays, I guess they're giving up a couple of good players with Gurriel included in this as well. Uh, but yeah, both teams are dealing from a place of strength and they're filling a gap on their team. Uh, that is, that is really a hole for them. And and that's what catcher has sort of been in some ways for the D backs. Carson Kelly has certainly been serviceable for them. Uh, but Gabby Moreno, is is on another level as far as what people expect he could be moving forward.
0: He is the third or fourth prospect in all of MLB according to whichever prospect website you subscribe to but regardless, one of the best prospects in MLB last season in the majors, he hit 319, 356, 377, which I'm not really that worried about with a 319 <laughs> batting average, uh, and a 733 OPS. So, but yeah, definitely somebody that can add to the offense, somebody that uh just made his debut. It's interesting because Mike Hazen obviously just said in the past that they wouldn't be trading for anybody that is is a prospect anymore, they're going for major league ready guys and to be honest Moreno is just that like he just fits the criteria much like Corbin Carroll much like Alec Thomas he's just made his debut in baseball but that's the great part about it he fits that timeline with those guys so incredibly well that the future of this team is so bright with him behind the plate.
1: Yeah, Gabby Moreno, I mean, like, yeah, let's let's talk about this guy. If you look at Baseball America's midseason top 100 prospects list, Gabby Moreno is number three. He's two spots ahead of Diamondbacks outfielder Corbin Carroll, who, of course, we've spent all kinds of time raving about for very good reasons. Corbin Carroll arguably could be even the best prospect in baseball. But Gabby Moreno is right up there. And you have to think about, like, from the Diamondbacks perspective, Corbin Carroll was and has always been untouchable, right? We knew that they were looking to deal an outfielder. Corbin Carroll was not part of that group that they were looking to deal because he has so much value to the D-backs moving forward. And frankly, guys in that top five, that top 10 list of prospects across all of baseball, you almost never see those guys traded, right? It is extremely rare to see a player of Corbin Carroll's caliber or in this case of Gabby Moreno's caliber And you have to understand, like, that's how well Gabby Moreno is viewed in the eyes of evaluators. Not only did he hit 320 last year upon arrival to the majors, which granted, it's only 25 games. It's a pretty small sample. Uh, You said the 377 slugging percentage, his power hasn't really translated to the big leagues. And I'm not sure he's necessarily going to be, you know, a 20 or 25 homer guy at any point. But he is a very, very good defender uh, behind home plate. He's the kind of guy where even if he didn't hit, he would probably have a long major league career ahead of him, just because of what he does defensively and the fact that he is known to be the most athletic catcher who has come up since J.T. Romuto, I believe that's what Fangraphs wrote about Gabby Moreno. You talk about that. You talk about just how athletic he is in general. It's yeah. it's compelling. It's compelling. And this is, I mean, if you're looking for a catcher of the future that the Diamondbacks could have, you're not gonna you're not gonna find anyone better who is available than than Gabby Moreno. It's really as simple as that.
0: It's an absolute home run. Now, we're going to get to the heartbreaking nature of Dalton Varshow no longer being part of this team. But before that, we want to make sure everybody's fully excited about this trade because Gabby Moreno is not the only part of this trade. Right, Jesse? We are also getting back uh, Lourdes Gurriel in this trade, which honestly is an incredibly uh, talented young player himself. And I mean, by no means is he a throw in the man slash uh, he hit 291, 343, 400 last year uh, for the Toronto Blue Jays, and honestly, is 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 kind of a great part of this trade. He plays left field, shortstop, and second base, so he's a versatile player. Which we know Torrey Lavolo absolutely love got, loves guys like that, and honestly, Dalton Varsho is, is is that his versatility is one of the things we're losing in this trade, and we're getting that back uh, in Gurriel.
1: Yeah, Gurriel is is a is a big addition to the trade for the D-backs for sure. Um it'll be interesting to see how the Diamondbacks plan on using Gurriel every day. Like you said, defensively last year he played mostly left field, uh which the D-backs, right, wasn't wasn't the purpose of this deal to, to trade an outfielder, right, and make it so you didn't have as many outfielders on the roster. Yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> in some sense it's a little it's a little confusing, right? Gurriel does yeah. bat right-handed instead of left-handed, so I guess uh, I guess There's that's man. good. Uh, there, There is that. But uh, but, yeah, he's also played a lot of infield in the past as well. I don't think he's a shortstop. I think you probably want him more so at second base. That's that's more of a natural position for him. Maybe some third base as well. Um, Maybe. I've received some conf- I need to confirm this. I've gotten some conflicting information as far as how many years uh, Guriel is under control for. Uh, Jeff Passan in his article wrote that Gurriel is under control through 2024, uh, but I've also read other articles that say that he's actually only under control through 2023. So we'll do our best. Maybe while we're on the air here, we can get a firm answer on that. But either way, Gurriel is not a long-term asset.
0: Baseball reference has him arbitration eligible in 2024, a free agent in 2025.
1: Right. Which is, yeah, that's what baseball reference has. But if you look at other websites, they they seem to indicate differently. So I'm inclined to I'm inclined to go with what baseball reference and and Jeff Passon had in his article. Um, But either way, Gurriel is not like he's not a long term asset for the team. Right. So I think there's a world in which maybe you would look to trade. Uh Guriel. Maybe the diamondbacks are, are gonna continue to make moves and maybe he's not someone who actually winds up staying with the team long term. Uh, but he does bat right-handed and, and he could certainly give some valuable innings at a number of different positions for the team next year.
0: Uh, we're getting confirmation from our uh investigators in the chat that say it's only until 2023. his contract is one more year, but yes, arbitration year after. So uh yeah, I I I, I believe them over any of these other guys, Jesse. I'm just telling you, I believe Scott Carter and Alex Uzier over anybody else, but I am excited for this return. It You can't help but wonder what this does for Carson Kelly. Carson yeah. Kelly, now, I mean, is he going to play split time with someone like Gabby Moreno? Is he going to be okay being a backup catcher? That seems a bit doubtful, so it makes me wonder if the D-backs are now going to potentially package Carson Kelly in a trade for maybe another bullpen arm or somebody that can continue to assist with their positional needs at this point.
1: I'll just I'll just play I'll just be keep it simple here. I think I would be very surprised if Carson Kelly was still on the Diamondbacks uh for opening day of 2023. Gabby Moreno is a guy you're going to invest in fully and Carson Kelly is frankly too good and too valuable of a player to have on your <sighs> roster behind Gabby Moreno. I just don't think it makes sense and he is a tradable asset. Uh, even though Carson Kelly didn't, you know, isn't coming off a great year, you're not gonna get as much for him as maybe you could have um following the previous season or or other good years that he's had in the past. I think it's pretty clear the Diamondbacks
0: will look to move Carson Kelly in a trade at this point. Well, when you talk about Gabby Moreno being very good, he can hit the ball hard. And when I say he yeah. can hit the ball hard, he can fucking hit the ball hard, Jesse. Watch this. Bang! Yeah, what is that? That's the That's the ball embedded in the outfield wall, just embedded right in that shadow of that fan's hand right there in the outfield wall. That's a monster, Jesse. Someone that can hit the ball that hard uh, you want on your side for sure. Yeah, that's that's the big that's the biggest tool
1: for sure with Gabby Moreno Uh FanGraphs <laughs> had him as a current 60 um, on the 20 to 80 scouting scale with his hit tool with potential for 70, which is a number that you don't see thrown around very often by scouts. That's the thing that you're getting out of Gabby Moreno. If you want to if you want to find a guy who is about as sure of a thing to hit 300 as you're going to find. And obviously he's 22 years old and there's still some, you know, maybe some growing pains in his future, but you're not going to find many guys in particular at the catcher position who have the hit tool that he does. If you look around the game and this is something we've talked about a lot is there aren't that many good catchers who can hit in baseball nowadays. It's, it's really rare. We talked about Sean Murphy being a possible trade candidate for this team. Uh, you know, there are some other great catchers in the game as well. You know, Will Smith, JT Romuto, who we talked about earlier, but other than that elite, like four or five guys, which I think Gabby Moreno has a good chance to become a part of there just aren't that many catchers in the game that are really game changers. And so as we kind of Look on the flip side of this yeah. trade of like oh my gosh Dalton Varsho was a five-war player last year yeah. which is real right like
0: Dalton yeah. Varsho was really it's freaking real. good last year it's real
1: it's but on real. the on the flip side like having one of those elite few catchers is a is a bigger marginal advantage compared to other teams than having a a, a outfielder as good as what Varsho was at least on Very paper true. of course Very you're true. betting on you're betting on Moreno to actually become that player and and there's certainly going to be risks associated with that
0: you're absolutely right about that. But let's talk about some of the positives. I they're, I mean, obviously, I'm heartbroken. We know that Dalton Varsho yeah. had all the tools. And when I say <laughs> all the tools, uh, like all of those memes have to go in the trash How many now, tools, or maybe, Derek? He had all the tools, tools. All of them, Jacob. Every single tool. Home Depot had no tools because Dalton Varshow had all the damn tools. And I hate the fact that he's the guy that had to go. However, with that being said and being a bit rational, the one thing about Dalton Varsho is because of his performance, because of his, because of his war, like Jesse pointed out, he's only going to get more and more expensive when it comes to arbitration, which he's closer than guys like Jake McCarthy and the other outfielders yeah. that they have, right? Not to mention the fact that you talked in the past, you spoke about the difference between trading Jake McCarthy versus trading Alex uh, or Alec Thomas. And obviously it was about selling high versus selling low in the case of Alec Thomas versus McCarthy. Now with Dalton Varsho, I, I, you know, you got a question if there's ever going to be a time where his value is higher than it is right now, it might, yeah. right. It might. And he might live up to fulfilling everything that we have seen out of him this season and beyond. But it also feels a little unlikely like it feels like there's a good chance like that this may have been one of his best seasons as far as war goes and maybe this is the perfect time for people to sell uh or for, for a team to sell on him right i don't know the yeah we, well we we don't we don't know the future and it sucks to lose somebody that was as valuable to this team as dalton varsho was few no nobody few guys on this team were as valuable as dalton varsho and that's the one part about this trade that at least the return seems fulfilling for the loss we talked about some potential trades to houston and other teams and no matter what it seemed very unlikely that they would get the caliber of player in return that they would be giving up in dalton varsho because Varsh doesn't get that respect that he deserves people don't look at those numbers and realize how valuable he was to the d-backs and they don't realize like that uh, a one-for-one trade with some of these superstar players is actually more fair than you might think it is, right? So yeah. the fact that the Diamondbacks were able to get back a return that fits their timeline so perfectly and benefits both teams, both the Blue Jays in in receiving an uh caliber player of Varsho and the, what the Diamondbacks get back as far as a guy like Gabby Moreno that fits their timeline with, with their young players so perfectly as well. It it just... It, it was... The trade that made the most sense we've talked about it several times prior to this so it's wild that like yeah prophetically <laughs> you know this this kept being a topic we dwelled on this this connection between Toronto and Arizona and a uh, trade rumor MLB trade rumors actually said the same thing we said which is it, there's there's no there's no report from from John Heyman or Jeff Passan that these two teams are connected but logically it makes the most sense considering the surplus with, of what each team has And what they would be giving up, right? Like the Diamondbacks realistically are still looking at a timeline of being competitive a bit further out than the 2023 season. If it happens this season, that's fantastic. But I think realistically, internally, they're looking at more of 2024, 2025, whereas the Toronto Blue Jays might right now be looking at a more immediate timeframe as far as their success. They have a young, exciting team up there. And again, Dalton Varsho fits the timeline that they have uh, going on with their young team up there versus you know realistically their their surplus of catchers that they have that they would have a hard time getting playing time for all these guys
1: yeah i mean i i think it's important that we recognize like just how good of a player dalton varsho is and and frankly if anyone if i'm being honest if anyone looks at this trade and thinks the diamondbacks like fleeced the blue jays in this deal you yeah. probably don't have a good enough understanding of just how good Dalton Varshow was last year. And I leave think us alone, Jesse. Stop attacking us. We just want to live our lives. OK, he is one of the most underappreciated players in all of baseball, um, according to. And it's funny. I mean, we literally did our, our report cards on Dalton Varshow uh two days ago because i we- said we had to
0: i was like we have to <laughs> and text messages privately on the show i was like jesse we gotta do this he's gonna be gone soon and i didn't know i, I thought we had more time <laughs> i thought we had more time than this this was so short we didn't even make it to christmas
1: we didn't even make it to christmas but yeah all, all that to say dalton varsho is a very 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 good player and the yeah. blue jays are getting a more sure thing in this trade than the Diamondbacks are, right? Dalton Varsho was basically a five-war player last year and is probably only going to get better. There's some potential for him to benefit from the shift as well, from the shift restrictions that are going into place in 2023. We talked about that a lot, yeah. So we have to be real about, like, okay, this is a bit of a gamble for the D-backs. The D-backs are betting on Gabby Moreno being a franchise catcher, being, you know a guy who could make all-star teams. Jeff Passan called him an all-star caliber talent uh, earlier today. The D-backs are betting on Gabby Moreno becoming that guy. And if he doesn't become that guy, which we have to be realistic, there is a chance that that doesn't happen. He's only played 25 games in the big leagues. Yeah. This deal could go south for the D-backs uh pretty quickly, but
0: I think Why are you like this? What are you doing? What are you I'm, doing I'm, right now? I am being I'm He's being, being Jesse. What the hell i'm, what I'm stuck, jesse Man. i know i know somebody has to live in reality jesse but can you just give why, it why do you have to bring me down to your reality thank you jacob for being you know the voice of reason here uh because i was I, I was wondering what the hell you were doing i i don't need this right now you're right i mean yes you're right of course uh but like we said about varsho the same thing could happen right yes he's going to benefit greatly from the shift restrictions but Varsho also had an incredible season that was unexpected, right? You could, at the least you could, yeah. Cut his mic. He's right. Gabriel's right. He <laughs> says cut his mic. Um, but uh, a- Antoine Lockhart, I hope I'm saying your name right. In the comment said, as a Jays fan, I'm not happy. And I mean, right there, I think that says a lot. Uh, uh, he asked, is Varsho really worth us giving up Moreno and Lourdes? So, like this, yeah. this is the feeling on both sides. And I will tell you confidently, yes. I will say uh, that Dal- Dalton Varsho is just a guy that is really on the rise, I feel like. And again, he, he hasn't really stopped since the second half of 2021. Uh, all he needs is an opportunity, I feel like. And if he can be an everyday outfielder, he will continue to dazzle you with his incredible defense. And I, I think he's really coming around as a hitter. Once you get him around, maybe some of that, that beefy power you got up there in Toronto you might even see him uh, increase his numbers. I, I don't know. Like we said, this is a gamble for both sides, to be honest. And I realistically think yeah. the only reason why it makes sense for Toronto is because of their time frame. And, I mean, it it does definitely make more sense for the D-backs. I, knew, I know they had the surplus of catchers. They were going to trade one. Varsho is going to be one of those guys that uh, honestly makes them probably regret trading him. But I think the return, it's 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 going to be like somebody said in the in, in the comments I think it's going to be like Zach Gallon for Jazz Chisholm where both teams love the player they got but at the end of the day it's going to be hard to say that the Diamondbacks didn't get the advantage in that trade and and at least for right now it seems it, it seems to be hard to say the Diamondbacks didn't get the advantage in this trade
1: yeah I mean if Gabby Moreno is the player that a lot of scouts expect him to be then I mean, he's the kind of player, like we said earlier, that rarely gets moved because there's just so much value there that it's like, what could you possibly get in return in order to justify dealing him? And I I see we do have some some Blue Jays fans here with us today, and I want to emphasize that Dalton Varsho, like we said, is, he's arguably the best outfield defender in baseball. And so if you're looking at his, you know, 740 OPS or whatever it was and wondering like, wow, we just traded, you know, a top five prospect in baseball uh, and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. for this guy. I understand looking at the numbers, it's it's going to feel weird. But once you see where what he brings defensively um, and the fact that there really is room for improvement, like I don't necessarily think that Dalton Varsho was a finished product in in 2022 he, he really put up very similar yeah. numbers to 2021 there's probably another gear that that he can reach here
0: uh jordan binner in the comments says i'm a jays fan curious if you guys like this i will say that it's it's heartbreaking to lose dalton varsho it really is yeah but i i do like this trade and i i i kind of agree with jesse I think that the Diamondbacks got the advantage here, but who knows? Uh, I think that it's a very fair trade for what the return is, despite the fact that you guys are losing two young, very good players for, for Varsh. But Varsh is just an incredibly versatile player who seems to do well no matter where you play him at. And that's a hard trait. The guy came up in the system as a catcher. At some point, it was decided that he was much more effective in the outfield than behind the plate but it's not like he still can't play catcher and he can't, it's not like he can't play literally anywhere in the outfield. I I wouldn't be surprised if Dalton Varsho could go pitch like three innings scoreless. That (laughs) that wouldn't surprise me either. Right. But um, I, I will say that it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And I definitely understand based on what the return we were, we were a little hesitant to think that the Toronto blue Jays would pull a uh, pulled the trigger on a trade for moreno we yeah. thought maybe one of their other catchers might be a little bit more right with the you know what they're willing to part with his future is very bright and again his uh, you you you're you're talking about the number three prospect in all of baseball in 2022 so the diamondbacks really have exactly what they want is a young team that's very exciting and uh kind of all right now for the most part are on a pretty similar timeline you know like i said the one thing about dalton varsho is if he continued to be as good as he was he was only going to get more expensive and then there was going to be a point inevitably where the diamondbacks would most likely you know be at a you know position to decide to pay a lot of money for him that they probably wouldn't be willing to pay that he could get elsewhere so i i I love this trade to be honest and i think uh, i i honestly i hope Blue Jays fans love him too because he is somebody <laughs> that's incredible. Shout out to Ray Moreno in the chat who's very excited that he doesn't have to buy a customized jersey anymore. Uh, and he said uh, again, he, I think he asked something about Carson being moved. I yeah, I think we both think yeah. that this is an inevitability that Carson gets moved. And uh, you know, I I knew that there were more bullets in uh, Mike Hazen's gun. I just wasn't expecting this really i think i i I mean even though we talked about it like i wasn't expecting this to actually happen i wasn't expecting really dalton varsho at the end of the day to be part of a trade unless it was a a big deal yeah once we heard his name come up though like him and alec thomas's name both came up in trade talks uh you you knew that they were they, they at least were considering this kind of kind of move so uh you know in the end i'm glad he's not in the national league Uh, especially glad he's not in the national league West and I'm very excited to see him uh, succeed in the American league for sure. Much like Jesse Friedman with his last minute Christmas shopping, the diamondbacks come in right at the last minute, like a hero (laughs) and bring us something to be excited about. I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm pumped, Jesse. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm very excited about this uh, baby backs team that we're going to have out there on the outfield next season.
1: It is, I mean, yeah. Like, if you're thinking about this from a D-backs perspective in terms of, like, what you lose in this trade, like, all those things we said about how great Dalton Varsho is, like, absolutely, those things are all true. But also, if you believe that Alec Thomas is going to figure it out, if you believe that Jake McCarthy is for real, those two, combined with Corbin Carroll, is still a really freaking good outfield. Like, that's still a really, really good outfield moving forward. And you've got all of those guys under control for many, many, many more years. And you've got Gabby Moreno under control for six more seasons as well. It's going to be fascinating, Derek. One thing that is striking me is that the D-backs have, I believe Gabby Moreno still has rookie eligibility. Um. So you've got Gabby Moreno. You've got Corbin <laughs> Carroll. You've even maybe got Brandon Fott in the mix. Or I mean, and there's Dre Jameson. We like,
0: got all the rookies of the year. The all D-backs the rookies have, of have the year many,
1: on our team. Many Injected rookie of the year. Injected in inject my veins. <laughs> Now we'll uh, see who's the real so top much.
0: prospect, Jesse. We'll see who's That's the right. real
1: top prospect.
0: That's right. They'll play it out on the field against each other every single night on the same team. This is, this the D-VACs is very exciting. Will
1: play, the D-backs will play the Blue Jays, of course, next year as part of the new scheduling system. So it will be fun to see. Yeah, uh, they will. Varsho four home run game incoming.
0: Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Jacob. Get out of here with your negativity. We don't need that right now. God damn it. Oh, that's exciting though. I'm very excited for this. I can't wait to see how things play out. And of course, you know, we knew we knew this was going to happen. The Diamondbacks weren't shopping around, I think, to just not pull a deal. But I think the obvious thing here was if they were going to get rid of a guy like Varsh with the war that he has and the value that he has, they were going to get back a haul that that made sense. And this makes more sense than I think any, even, even the Sean Murphy trade that we talked about in the past. So like this by far seems to make the most sense. And yes, uh, I mean, I would love to fire Jacob, but I think he's, (laughs) I think he's my boss. I don't even know how that works, but anyway, um, what are your thoughts, Jesse on, on this trade overall?
1: One thing I want to mention that I think is important to recognize from a D back standpoint. And one of, one of the big reasons that we thought Dalton Varsho might not be moved is that he hit 27 home runs last year. And the D-backs didn't have a lot of power hitters on this roster last year. Outside of him and Christian Walker. Yeah, Yeah, it's Barsho and Christian Walker. That's really where all of those home runs came. If you look at the two players the D-backs got in return, Gabby Moreno is a fantastic hitter, right? But if you're looking for power, that's not really something he showed in the big leagues last year. And it's also something we've seen a little bit of it during his minor league career. A couple years ago, he had some decent power numbers. I think it was in double A. Um, but by and large, Moreno is not not doesn't project as like a 25 homer type of a guy. And neither sure. does Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I believe he had five home runs last year. So I do wonder if maybe this kind of. Forces the D back's hands in, in some way to maybe try to bring in um, you know, like a DH type to come in and like somebody who really has some power. Um, or whether that's a trade, maybe, maybe Guriel isn't isn't here to stay when it's all said and done. Maybe the Diamondbacks have um another play in mind here where they can maybe add some power to the roster. But I do think it's important to note that um there's all sort there's there's a pretty lofty hit tool uh up and down the roster uh but in terms of power there's there's not much that i think you could count on going into 2020
0: it's all right it's all right we'll just do the carousel thing jesse everybody gets on and over and there you go you know you know that that frustrates a pitcher more than home runs for sure home runs clear the board for him he's ready to go and start (laughs) over fresh uh Not to to be overshadowed by this trade, but the D-backs also acquired Diego Castillo earlier. And that's uh, (laughs) a thing that happened. I mean, worth mentioning, of course, but not nearly the acquisition that Gabby Moreno is.
1: Yeah. The Diego Castillo move is, is interesting. Uh, Castillo was designated for assignment, um, by the Pittsburgh pirates a few days ago. So this wasn't obviously a high profile trade, certainly (laughs) nothing compared to, uh, to the swap with the Toronto CJs. Um, but Castillo hit lefties pretty well last year. He slugged over 500. That was his first taste of the big leagues. Um, he's 25 years old. So, I don't know if he's necessarily a guy the D backs are slotting in as you know a big league player for the entire season, but there's some there's some good depth there for the D backs and just you know making sure they have another bat and a, a right-handed bat, a guy who who performs better against lefties than righties, which is generally something the D backs need, even though now they've moved on from Varsho. They're still a little bit left-handed heavy. So uh
0: the acquisition does make sense for them. Uh, Antoine Lockhart says that Guriel was our best hitter for like two months in regards to the Blue Jays. So that's very encouraging. Yeah. Uh, and Pedro Alcala says, what about the bullpen? Still very iffy for me. I wouldn't be surprised. They have, they have made some moves. They're not very sexy, exciting moves. But Scott McGuff uh, and Miguel Castro, obviously, are moves that they've made. They're still... I think trade's out there to be done. That's the one thing, especially after this trade, we definitely feel like there's more moves to be made. And to be honest, those moves are probably going to be centered around bullpen pieces, which, to be honest, at this point would be fine. The last thing you wanted to do was trade somebody of Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy, or Dalton Varsho's caliber for – a minor league or not, I'm sorry, a a relief pitcher, a bullpen. Yeah. Like, right. No matter how good they are, unless you're talking about one of the best arms in the league, you're really not going to justify the, the return for somebody that's going to be an everyday player, uh, the caliber of those guys. Right. So at this point, it feels a little likely that maybe, you know, like we said, Carson Kelly might be moved. There's some other potential candidates, uh, to be moved depending on what their, you know, plan is with, uh, with uh Guriel. So yeah. again, there's uh it depends on on what direction the Diamondbacks are going to go with this, but there is a lot of versatility uh, out there especially from from Lourdes Guriel. So I I don't know what direction they're going to go. It's just very exciting. Jesse, it's it's again, it, it, we were terrified of this move whichever outfielder it was and now that it's happened, I I feel okay with it because we got quite quite the return from the Toronto Blue Jays.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, again, there's there's risk in in all of that, like we said earlier, with dealing a guy like Varsho. But if you were to if you were to try to figure out like, OK, if we were to trade Dalton Varsho, you know what? What's like an ideal trade package that you could get back knowing that there's going to be risk in making that deal? But what's like the best you could realistically get? I think this move is a pretty darn good one. Like if you're dealing a guy like a Varsho's caliber, it, it's going to be tough because Varsho is so good and he's already proven and his defense is so good that even if he doesn't improve with the bat, he's still like a four or five win player year in, year out, as long as he defends this well. Um, but yeah, like Gabby Moreno, again, type of guy, the teams just don't trade. You just don't trade a especially a catcher. Right, that that is is this highly touted and has already had success in the big leagues. This isn't a guy who's a year or two away. We've seen some of those catchers dealt in the past. This is a guy who's already done it at the big league level. He has a monstrous arm. He's very well, well regarded defensively, and he has like a 60 grade hit tool. Like that's just not something you can get in most trade markets. And if you're trying to piece together, like, okay, you know, how good of a return do we have to get in order to deal Varsho? This is this is about as good as I think I could realistically imagine that return being.
0: Uh, shout out to Real Deal Prime. He says, I'm from Canada, Jay's fans here. We have a few catchers here in Toronto. <laughs> we know you did, my guy. We've yeah. actually been coveting <laughs> your catchers for a little bit, and that's what Not makes me really excited about this deal. Oh, see, that Jacob's a scamp, he's a scamp. That guy, but of course, we have 63 days now, Jesse. 63 days until uh spring training uh kicks off so we are very excited to be all about that and of course we are here in arizona so we will be covering that for you guys all of you blue jays fans want to keep an eye on this guy uh keep, (laughs) keep keep tuned in right here we appreciate you guys being here of course uh we have so much to dig into when it comes to gabby moreno and the future of this team and uh like we said there is definitely some more moves to be made so in the meantime keep your eyes right here follow us on twitter i am at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore d backs but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much uh for being here on behalf of jacob that scamp jesse and myself We always appreciate you guys tuning in and thank all of you Blue Jays fans, D-backs fans. We thank all of you guys for being here. Uh, And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you make a trade that benefits both teams. Let's go!